I like it though. I like it. I'm not dissing on it, so just whatever. Good morning. How are you guys? <laughs> it's like staring and like, oh, you guys are here. What's up? Man, it's good to be with you guys this morning. Um, we, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to waste too much time here because I want to jump into this because I'm covering maybe the most passages I've ever covered in one message. Uh, but we're, we're going to machine gun these things. Uh, to kind of work through, uh, uh, we're in this series on Proverbs, and uh, the, uh, the Proverbs are so good uh, at helping us specifically to gain wisdom. Uh, the question is, is do we know what to do with the wisdom, you know, once we get it? You know, when do we use certain pieces of wisdom at what times in life? That's, that's when wisdom actually kicks in is when we know how to use it, when we know when to use it. Uh, it's not whether or not is it true or not, it's, it's when is it the right time to use it. Um, and so um, this morning we're talking about, um, talking about some of everybody's favorite things, uh, pride and humility. Um, and, you know, Proverbs has a lot to say, which is why we're uh, hitting a bunch of verses today. Uh, and it is a bunch of one-off verses, as so much of Proverbs uh, is, you know, one-off verse here or there about certain things, and I just, there's so many pieces of that puzzle that I wanted to pick up. Um, you know, I'm very grateful uh, to my buddy Ray Ortland uh, because I'm basically using an outline that he kind of used at least just really just the, the some of the, a lot of the scriptures uh, being that, but, um, you know, just, uh, uh, just to see these different ways in which God is trying to teach us and warn us and keep us from falling away from uh, what is go- what's good for us. Uh, you know, I think that's huge for us today, uh, and it's going to be huge for us to see that uh, throughout these passages. That the truth is that we're we tend to be followers by nature, um, and and then you know our rebellious spirit, you know, will get uh, to where you know we're. We change what we follow. Oh, we don't want to follow that anymore. We'll follow this. We'll do it. We'll do it our way. We'll do it. Uh, we'll go our own path, right? Uh, and then, you know, that leads to a bit of pride. You know, I'm doing it my way. Uh, and then with pride comes that term arrogance. And man, don't we love arrogant people? You know, don't you love some arrogant people being in your life? Like, right now, you're already thinking of somebody at work or something, right? You're like, oh, yeah, oh, that's Bill back there, you know, that guy. Really, take that guy down if I got a chance. But, um, no, um, you know, and, and, I, and I, think, I think if we're not careful, you know, where even in our hearts and our minds where we're throwing a stick or stone, uh, sometimes it's because the thing that we hate, the thing that we dislike in some way is become part of us, you know, through it. And we have to watch for that, okay? Uh, and, and the scriptures are good at helping us uh, to sort some of that stuff out. A couple of, of gimmies. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and get it out. If you don't, our ushers will, will bring you one. Just throw your hand up. Let them know you need it. You can keep that one. We'd love for you to have it as a gift uh, if you don't own one, but, uh, or you can just borrow it, either one, just to maybe even make them feel good for walking all the way to the front. Look at these guys. Y'all looking ready for the summer. I like it. I feel like we're about to go on a picnic together or something. <laughs> so, got the shorts on. I should have wore some shorts today. Um, sorry. Uh, but Matthew 23, uh, we're going to hit a couple of verses here that are not Proverbs. 
Uh, good luck with keeping up with me today. It'll be on the screen if you're taking notes. Good luck there too. Uh, but Matthew 23, 12 uh, said, like I said, I'm going to hit a couple of biggies here just right on the front end to kind of give us a, a springboard for like how important this is for us in life to not, you know, fall into pride, not fall into arrogance. Uh, 23.12 says this, says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. James 4.6, James 4.6, probably heard this, says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, the, the, these, these two passages are, are just a couple of many. There are so many, okay, where, where it's, it's this same message of don't fall into this. Don't fall into it. Don't fall into it. Don't fall into it. And here's the, like, the super importance behind it. Like, God's saying, like, you need me. You need me, okay? I mean, at the end of the day, we could sum up this message with, we need Jesus, all right? And, and, and the truth is, is that even for those of us that know him and know that that statement is more true than anything else on the planet for us today, our rebellious, sinful selves will still have us veering off course at times and ending up doing it our way, Right? We just, we find ourselves like, oh, you know, you know, eyes off the prize. Next thing you know, you're over here and this is suddenly the most important thing. This is suddenly the idol in our lives. This is suddenly the thing that takes every ounce of our being. And so for that, I want us to go to the Proverbs to help us gain the wisdom for us to navigate what it looks like for us to not fall into pride, but to seek Humility. Proverbs one seven. Proverbs one one seven. This is a. We've already shared this in the in the series, but uh, we're going to come back to it as we'll probably do that uh, a couple times even today. Uh, but Proverbs one seven, and it says this. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom. And instruction. Now look at Proverbs 9.10. There's going to be a theme here. You'll figure it out in a second. Proverbs 9.10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. In Proverbs 22.4. Proverbs 22.4 told you. This is just the beginning. Just wait. We're going to roll through them today. Proverbs 22.4 says, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. There's that statement. There's one statement in all three of those verses. Did you catch it? The fear of the Lord fear of the Lord. Now we hear that statement 
And we automatically go to like, you know, we're supposed to be afraid of God. You know, I, I think our minds, and, and, and listen, this may be one of the most important pieces that you understand about your faith today, okay? Now, I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm teaching on it today. I'm saying that because it dictates how we see the Father, okay? So this understanding that we have this fear of the Lord now is, is super important to our faith. But I want to remind us at the same time, before we jump into this situation where we we're thinking about like, you know, being afraid of a father so much that we're hiding in a closet or something, that's, that's not what God is after. He wants us to understand who he is. And when we understand who he is, we will be in awe of him. We, we will, if you've ever been around something with just an amazing amount of power, right? I mean, you pick, pick your flavor. I, immediately, I want to go to Top Fuel Dragsters. I'm not going to do it today. You know, let's say a power station, which I know nothing about, okay? You know, but, you know, you, you, you're there, and you're, let's say the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the big dam, uh, you know, any dam, you know, whatever. You know, that's got, you know, all this power, and you're there, and somebody that knows all about it is telling you all about, you know, what it does and how much electricity it generates and all these things, right? And you're in awe of that. You have a healthy fear of that, right? Us knowing God for who he is gives us a healthy fear of who he is because of the power that he has over everything. At the same time, God is love. So you got to wrap these things together and recognize that the creator of the universe who made all things and could speak anything into existence even right this second if he wanted to is also for you and loves you and made you with a purpose and a reason. And so when we're talking about the fear of the Lord, we're talking about recognizing who he is fully in his power and at the same time recognizing he's with us. He's on our side. He cares about us. We're on the same team, you know? It's like, it's like hey, we're going to go play some hoops down, down at the ball court. Yeah, well, who's, who's playing with us today? Well, uh, Jordan said he'd come play with us today. Are you in? Oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'll just hang out. I'll just be like, hey, you want some Gatorade? God is love. And for us to recognize that our being in awe of Him, when we know Him, changes everything. In fact, Keller, Tim Keller, who we actually... Uh, you, hear me, you hear me quote Keller a lot. Keller is a, has been a pastor, a church planter in New York. It's kind of hard for a church planter to not look up to other church planters who've gone before you. Uh, and uh, uh, Keller planted a church in New York called Redeemer. Uh, New York, by the way, is one of the hardest places to plant a church, as you could probably imagine. Uh, Keller has been a, an instrument of the Lord uh, to speak into the 
lives of so many people, not just in New York, but all over the world, and especially a lot of pastors, to be honest with you. We lost Keller on Friday. Uh, Keller said this, look at what Jesus has done for you, and if you see that, you will be changed. Look at what Jesus has done for you, and if you see that, you will be changed. And I think for us, our faith has become, at times, become so kind of mundane, and it's a thing we do with our family, and we go to church, and we maybe have an app on our phone, and we do these things. And it's kind of, you you know, just part of a routine that we forget about the fact of God sending His only Son to die the death that we deserve that we might be shown His grace and given His forgiveness and His salvation, life-saving salvation, to not just save us from hell, it's not just fire insurance, but to give us new life and purpose and reason that even now while we live, we live for Him and for His glory. Proverbs 28.14 Proverbs 28.14 says this, it says, Blessed is the one who fears the Lord, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. I think that the lure for us at times is to believe that we've got it all figured out. We just go on our own. And our hearts get hard. Or maybe our hearts get hard for other reasons. Maybe our hearts get hard because we got hurt. Somebody did something to us along the way. Man, let's all form a club for that, right? Who hadn't been hurt? We've all been hurt. We've all had people hurt us just, I mean, just really bad. And sometimes that happens within even the body of Christ. It causes people to want to say, you know what, I just don't even need that. I don't need the body of Christ, but that's not true. We know we need the body of Christ. We know we need each other. We have to watch ourselves, protect ourselves from having a hardened heart. Proverbs 15.33 says this. Proverbs 15.33 says, the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. Fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18.12 says this, it says, Before destruction a man's heart is haughty, and humility comes before honor. Before destruction, these are strong words, right? Destruction. Like, you know, we're not talking about a bad day here. We're talking about destruction. Before destruction... A man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. It's given this, you know, opposites thing, you know. Proverbs 29, 23. One's pride will bring him low, but who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. One's pride will bring him low. But he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Here's the truth. We would just like to skip to the honor. Can we just do that, right? Like we just, we're just like, hey, 
can we just go right to the honor part? That sounds pretty good. We all really want the honor part, right? I mean, who, who doesn't? Who doesn't want to be honored, right? In fact, in fact, if we're being honest with ourselves, sometimes when we see someone else honored, we're thinking to ourselves, man, I wish that was me. Wish I was being honored. Wish, wish somebody would notice what I do. Wish somebody noticed what I've been doing. Wish somebody would congratulate me for my work, my parenthood, being a friend, or being that family member that the other family members won't be, right? And the truth is, is that our call is to humility itself. Our call is to mimic what we saw in Christ. Proverbs 16, 18 says this. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 28, 26. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Proverbs 30, 12. There are those who are clean in their own eyes, but are not washed of their filth. Again, it's warning us, saying don't go there. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. We have to remain teachable. We have to remain teachable. Prideful people are not teachable, right? You can't coach them about anything. You know? and, and the truth is that we, we want to believe that we are, and the truth is, is that we are sometimes probably, for most of us, and then the truth is that sometimes we're probably very prideful and probably even arrogant. Because we know a lot, right? We know so much. I kind of feel like, and man, I'm so grateful for this. I kind of, uh, man, maybe it's just the people I know or something. I don't know that the world at large is, is subscribing, subscribing to this, but um, I kind of feel like that social media has gotten a little better about like, you know, everybody's going to, you know, try to win everybody to their thing or whatever. That's probably not true. Um, I feel like I've seen spiritual growth in people, even in our church, in that. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, and, and personally for me, uh, even. You know, I mean, the temptation is there. You know, it's there all the time. Oh, there's an opinion? Let me see if it matches mine because I know all about that. Right? You know? And it's in every little group and every little thing. And I, you know, and I see, I see it far and wide. And sometimes it's humorous because sometimes it's like people arguing over, you know, what's the correct screws to use on the grill for your Mustang. Or sometimes it's something else, you know. But whether it's car parts or how to raise your kids, the truth is it's for us to gain Wisdom means for us to humble ourselves 
and that being right all the time isn't the most important thing. Right? C.J. Mahaney says, Pride is our greatest enemy, and humility is our greatest friend. Pride is our greatest enemy, and humility is our greatest friend. If we can't be coached, then pride is in the way. If we think we've got it all figured out, then pride is in the way. Orland shares three verses in an order here that I want to share with us this morning. Um, and they start with Proverbs 13.13. 13. In Proverbs 13.13, 13, it says this. It says, Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. Now I want to read the other two verses, then we're going to come back and talk about each one of them. Proverbs 15.31, so you may want to stick a finger in there or whatever. Proverbs 15.31, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. And then Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Let's go back to Proverbs 13.13. Proverbs 13.13 says, Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. There's a word there. The word reveres. Reveres. What? Revering what? The commandment. It's talking about revering the word of God. The question for us in all moments of life is are we willing for the word to show us the way? Or are there areas in our lives where we're like, Nah, I don't need the word to show me the way. Because you see, pride despises the word of God. It despises the word of God. It does not want us to turn to the word of God. It wants us to go it alone. You got this. You've been doing this for years, right? And where does that leave us? I think we read a few verses about that. Proverbs 15.31 says, The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. The word there that, that I really want to hone in on there is that, we, that it's listens. To what? Life-giving reproof. What is that talking about? It's talking about correction. That we would listen to correction. We love correction. Right? Don't you love to be wrong? And somebody to show you how you were wrong? It's hard. 
it's hard for all of us. I don't care who you are. And you can be corrected by God's word, or you could be corrected by somebody that's a part of the family of God that loves you and cares for you. I've been working with these knuckleheads for like 18 years now, right? And, and I'm just here to tell you, there's not much that won't be said between us. You know, and you know, if one of us is wrong, sometimes it's just a matter of like, how softly is that truth going to be shared with that person? Is it going to be done with love? Is it going to be done with laughter? I don't know. You never know. And sometimes it hurts. But the truth is, is that we always need it. And we are called to do it. Hopefully lovingly and Christ-like. Proverbs 28.13 right there says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Confesses and forsakes. Whoever conceals his transgressions. We think we've got everybody fooled. We think that we can hide our struggles from those around us. And the truth is is that we cannot. They may not know specifically what the struggle might be, but the truth is people generally know you know, what's going on? Jacob Dice the other day looked at me in the face and said, what's going on, man? I said, oh, you know, doing all right. He said, no, you're not. You're lying to me right now. I was like, gum at you, right? And he was right. He was right. That was the Sunday that my dad was announcing his retirement. And I, I got to be honest with you, I, was, I think I was wound up tighter than he was. I don't know what it was. Like, I was more nervous for him to do that than I think I was ever, whenever I had to leave a church or something, you know, kind of thing. I, you know, he's just been, he's done that for so long, been so faithful for so many years, 33 years. Crazy. Um, and yeah, so Jacob caught me in the middle of that, and then I, so then I just spilled the beans on him. I was like, well, here's what's going on. I was like, you can't tell anybody because I told him before the world knew. But the truth is, is that we need to confess and forsake our sin. We're called to it. And I'm not giving any supporting scriptures today, but they're, they're far and wide through scripture. That we're called to do this. That we're called to talk to other people. We're called to talk to the Lord. That we're called to take these things to Him, and we're called to take these things to our fellow brothers and sisters, that they may pray over those things, and that those things may be out in the light. Now, we don't like that. Because again, we think we've got everybody fooled and we think that they think that we're perfect and we've got it going on. Well, guess what? They know that you're not. And they also know if you're not sharing anything going on, then you're just holding it in and you're being Proverbs 28, 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Here's the truth. God, God absolutely loves it when we fall before Him and lay it all out there, humbling ourselves 
He can do something with us there, right? He can do something when we're at that place in life. When we, when we don't have it all figured out or think that we do, and we go before the Lord and we're like, God, here it is. Here's all my junk. Here's all my sin. Here's all my struggles. Here's where I'm not trusting you. Here's all the stuff. And Lord, I absolutely do not know what to do and I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you to show me. I'm trusting in you right now. Teach me something. Lead me somewhere. Help me to be open to whatever it is that you want me to do. Help me to hear it. Help me to be ready for it, right? Now you can pray, you can pray some good prayers. And then God can like throw some stuff out on the on the table for you, and you'd be like, ah, I think I'm gonna pass on that. Let's just move that on down the table. You want some of this dish? There you go. I think I prayed for that, but I'm not taking any today. I mean, seriously, we need to be ready for what the Lord is wanting to do with our lives. We can't keep passing the plate and going, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Listen, if the Lord's putting it in front of you, maybe the thing to do instead of passing the plate is just to pray about it and say, God, is this, is this what you've brought for me? And if so, help me to be faithful with it. You may say, I don't know what to do with it. Welcome to the club. Nobody knows what to do with it. That's why it's called trusting in Him to lead us, to follow Him, not to follow us. Right? <laughs> Philippians 2, verse 6. Philippians 2, verse 6 says this. It says, Who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We spend time focused on Jesus, spending time with Jesus, actually having a relationship with Jesus. I'm not talking about just going to church and hearing somebody talk about Jesus talking about seeking Jesus in our daily lives, moment by moment. God, what are you leading me to do? Who are you calling me to be? What are you wanting me to hear? Where are you wanting me to go? If we do that, we'll be changed. The thought of being in awe of God makes me think of the word smitten. Just because I think about, uh, when I think of the word Smitten, I think of uh, think of my well, I think of this girl, this girl that I saw walk in the doors of church one day, and I was like, "Wow!" And then later on, and I and and I remember, I remember exactly what she looked like. I mean, when she hit the doors and 
she was late. Church was already going, and and the the doors were like facing the crowd, right? So when she walked through the doors, I'm like, oh, there she is. And I'm sitting like front row being the youth pastor guy with all these students and stuff. And in that moment, I'm just, all I see is like her, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, right? And then if I could paint, and I can't, but if I could paint a picture, I could paint a picture of what she looked like the first night that I kissed her and I saw her through a window. And she was standing there staring at the door, assuming I had gone to the car already. And I stood out on the walk of her aunt's house just looking at her. And she was just staring at this door like, what in the world is going on right now? I remember what she looked like the day I married her. I can tell you about the first time I saw her freckles on her honeymoon when we'd been out in the sun. And I can tell you what she looked like on Friday night when we went to a graduation party all smitten all smitten but all reminding me of all these moments in my life that I can remember what God has done in my life and I look back and I see how he's brought me through season of depression comes to mind. It hurts so bad. No one knew how to help me. I had to get to a point where I could recognize I'm believing lies that are not truth, and I'm not trusting the truth of who God is. In some weird way, there was my pride overcoming these things in my life strickening me to almost nothing at times. Where most people that were close to me and around me during that point in time had no clue what to do with me, to be honest. Probably wondered if the church would collapse or something. And it didn't because it's not my church. Praise God for that. And how he has provided. And how he has protected. And how he has guided us is absolutely amazing to me. But if we are an arrogant people full of pride and thinking that we've got it figured out, we will miss what he's trying to do all along the way in our lives to lead us and guide us to be the people that He's called us to be. And the truth is, is that our awe is some way, maybe not exactly, but in some way, us being smitten with who He is and what He's done. And He sent us Jesus. And if we know that and we spend time with Him, it changes us. And it helps us to see people and their needs. 
And it helps us to see that we need to love them and we need to care for them and that we need to be Jesus to them. It helps us to see that we need our arms open wide to them, meeting them where they are. And It really does start with these simple words, I need Jesus. And you can pray today and ask the Lord and say to Him simply, I need you. I need Jesus. Maybe you know Jesus. Maybe you already have Jesus. And maybe today your prayer is, God, I just need you to show me, help me to spend time with you so that my heart will look like yours and I need you to guide me through what it looks like for me to trust in you. God, I need you. And I want to know you. Save me. Make me new. Make me yours. I need you. I want to follow you. Today, maybe you need to pray that. And if you've never trusted in Christ, I challenge you today to trust in Jesus today. Let the Lord change your life and make you new. I'd love to talk to you about that. I will go to the foyer as soon as I walk off this stage. And we'll be glad to pray with you and talk with you. Let's pray together now. God, the truth is, is we know that we need Jesus. God, I pray right now for anyone, Lord, that has never trusted in You. God, I pray that they might be willing to say those words today. I need You. I need You. God, I need You. I want to know You. Save me. Make me new. Make me Yours. I want to follow You. God, help us to be followers of You and not followers of us. For those of us that are already believers, God, help us to be the people that you have called us to be, to live the life that you have called us to live, to be on mission to the people that you've called us to be on mission to. God, as we take these next few moments even, Lord, to just be reminded of the sacrifice made of your Son. God, we praise you. We recognize, Lord, that we are changed by you. And God, I pray that you would continue to change our hearts today. Thank you for Jesus. We pray all this in his name.